What's up, everybody? Welcome to The Cycle Podcast. Very grateful to have you here with me today. I'm your host, Melissa Boudreau. And on today's episode, we're actually going to talk a little bit, not we, I am actually going to talk a little bit about my experience with endometriosis, what I've been through, and my story. I realize I haven't shared that with you yet, and I'm excited to bring you more interviews with other ladies, but I figured you'd probably want a little bit of background about me, where I'm coming from, and why I'm so passionate about this disease. We'll cover that in today's episode. I'm really excited to bring it to you. If this podcast has brought you value, please share it with a friend. And if you can rate us in the Apple iTunes store, I would appreciate it so much because then we can get more awareness and more recognition out there in the podcast world. Thank you again so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and my story with endometriosis, and I hope you're well. Thank you very much. Thanks for tuning in today, you guys. It's Melissa, and I'm going to share with you my endo journey. It's funny because I've done a few recordings, and I'm going to be transparent about it already. It's very hard to just sit and talk about your story on a podcast. I suppose other people may have typed it out, but I'm someone who likes to speak from the gut, and so we're just going to kind of wing it. I hope this isn't terrible. I hope you enjoy it. I hope it brings you some value. I started my period when I was either 12 or 13 years old. Things seemed to be normal. There didn't seem to be any problems, and I was just like any other girl on my period. But in high school, I started to get really painful cramps, especially on the first and second day of my period. I literally remember passing, almost passing out at school once because the pain was so bad, and I went to the nurse's like office or whatever it's called, and I remember her accusing me of being a drug addict. That's how bad I was writhing in pain. I was rocking back and forth. I was pale. I was sweating. That is the level of pain that I was in. And I'll never forget her accusing me of that. And then I remember laying in the hallway waiting for someone to pick me up. Time went on and every single period started to be like that. I remember I was talking to my grandma about it and she actually saw me writhing in pain and she told me, this is normal. You just have bad periods. She said, I had bad periods too. Later in life, I found out she ended up having a hysterectomy. I don't know if she had endometriosis, but I'm assuming that she did. Anyway, there's so many pictures and times in my life during high school that I remember being sick, mostly just on the first and second day of my period, but in writhing pain. I would miss school. I would miss work. Or I would buy those Thermacare patches that you actually put into your underwear that you wear on your stomach and they're super hot. That's how I would survive. I, I found a method that worked. I would use that Thermacare heating pad. And then I started to learn that Advil really helped. So I started taking four Advil every four hours for the first two days of my period. And if I missed a dose or I didn't start before the pain, I would still end up writhing in pain every single period. A lot of things stand out when I look at pictures, but the biggest thing about high school that stood out is I missed my high school graduation because I was on my period. And if you talk to any of my friends that I'm still friends with today, they remember because we were at a party afterwards and I was laying in my friend's parents' front room on the couch, writhing back and forth, rocking in pain. I remember people checking on me, but at that point, I thought this was just normal. I remember talking to my OBGYN about it. She said, it's normal. You just have painful cramps. And she tried to prescribe me naproxen sodium, which I believe is just a leave. 
which did not work for me at all. It was very, very hard. And high school was just interesting because I would once a month feel like I was very ill. So after graduation, I still had the same problems, but I moved forward with life because I thought it was normal. Then in my early 20s, something shifted. I started to feel sick all the time, and I thought there was something wrong with my stomach. I was really nauseous, and I was losing weight. And I really thought, because I was going out and drinking and partying with my friends, that I had some sort of ulcer or something. And so I started getting every stomach test done in the world. Meanwhile, I'm still having very painful cramps on the first two days of my period. I was put on birth control by my OBGYN, and I was still suffering. It helped a little bit with my skin. I've always had bad skin, but it didn't help with my cramps, which was interesting. So anyway, I started seeing a bunch of stomach doctors. I really remember the first time that I knew something was really wrong with me. I was supposed to go out with a bunch of friends downtown Detroit, and I was laying in bed, and I couldn't get out of bed, and I wasn't on my period. Something was wrong. I really thought I had a bleeding ulcer. So I started getting a bunch of tests. I did all the scopes. I drank the barium. I did it all. I did every stomach test in the world. And finally, what the doctors came back with, IBS. I went home that night. I'm pretty sure I cried my eyes out because I knew I didn't have IBS. I knew something else was wrong. Now, this was back in 2005. Google wasn't as robust as it is now, but I remember Googling for several days IBS misdiagnosis, IBS this, IBS that. I found this word, endometriosis. I had no idea what it meant, and I went to the bookstore to try and find a book about it. I found a book, and I will always remember the moment I was sitting in Borders when it still existed, on the floor, reading a book that was on the bottom shelf with one other book about endometriosis. Every single symptom was what I had, and I remember sitting on the floor crying because I knew what was wrong with me. I didn't know what to do, but I knew I had finally discovered what was wrong with me for so many years. After the bookstore that day, I immediately called my OBGYN, who I loved, by the way, and told her, I think I have this endometriosis. Have you heard of it? She knew what it was, but said, let's schedule an ultrasound and see what we can find out. I had an ultrasound the next week, and we found that I did have a very large cyst on one of my ovaries. That made me feel better, just knowing that I wasn't crazy and that something was actually found. A few weeks later, we scheduled a laparoscopic surgery. I had never heard of laparoscopic surgery before of the abdomen, and I didn't know what to expect. I was really scared, and I ended up going in, having the surgery, and like I said, I loved and trusted my doctor. After the surgery, she said, I've never seen anything like that before. Everything was stuck together and I didn't really know what to do, but we did some ablation to remove some of it. Some of what? I had no idea. I didn't know what endometriosis was. I didn't know what was going on and clearly my doctor unfortunately didn't know what was going on either. And to say that she had never seen anything that bad before in her life scared this 26-year-old girl who had no idea what was going on. After that, she said, we're going to put you on birth control continuously and let you have one period every four months. This is going to calm everything down and make you feel better. I trusted my doctor, so of course I did it. Six months later, I was feeling worse than ever. 
sicker than ever. I couldn't believe how awful I felt. I didn't know what was going on. I was this 26-year-old vibrant girl a year prior, and now I felt sick every single day. I literally felt lost and didn't know what to do, and I turned to Google and was so thankful that Google existed and that I could do research. I did a bunch of research. I found out a bunch of information, but the most helpful thing was I found a chat board with a bunch of other women who were suffering from the disease. At that time, Facebook didn't exist yet, so I couldn't find a Facebook group, but I found this chat board. A bunch of women on there were talking about endometriosis, and I just started asking questions. I found a woman from Michigan, which is the state I lived in, who had just had surgery with an excision specialist in Atlanta. I didn't know what excision even was, but the girls on the board helped explain the different types of surgery. There's two types of surgery for endometriosis, ablation and excision. Ablation is where they burn off the top superficial layer of the actual endometriosis tissue. Unfortunately, this doesn't remove the root, so it doesn't really remove the endometriosis, just the top layer. For me, that made me feel worse after. Endometriosis is an inflammation disease. I can only assume that this contributes to inflammation. I'm not a doctor, but based on how I felt after, I felt worse. Excision surgery is where the actual disease is cut out with a cold pair of scissors. Think of pulling a weed out of your front lawn. You actually pull the roots out and physically remove the disease from the body. That's what I knew I needed next. So the next year, I made a plan. I saved all my money or as much money as I possibly could. And I flew to Atlanta to have excision surgery. What a different experience. Having doctors who actually knew what the disease was, nurses, and a whole hospital that understood, it was like night and day, the comparison of surgery. I was very, very scared for this surgery just because I, I just didn't know. I didn't know. I, I knew more about the disease, but I just didn't know what to expect and could they help me and what was going to happen next. Everyone there was very comforting. I stayed overnight in the hospital. I received some of the best care I could imagine. They found that I had stage four endometriosis afterwards. They explained to me what that was. There's four stages of endometriosis, which we'll talk about in another podcast. Stage four is the most severe. And my outlook, my outlook looked good after that surgery. I was 27 years old. I should have had a full, wonderful recovery. After that, I went home. Couple months later, I started feeling really sick again. It was almost the same thing. Six months later, I felt worse. I didn't understand. I had the excision surgery. All these other women that I talked to that had excision, excision surgery didn't have this issue. I didn't know what to do. I, I, I thought I was going to have a nervous breakdown, and the thought of trying to figure something else out, or if it wasn't endometriosis, was heartbreaking to me. I literally was heartbroken. I wasn't feeling great, so I decided to find a local doctor. I knew there was no way I could go back to Atlanta or keep calling them. I found a local doctor who had discovered that I had now had another large cyst. So in 2007, we went in to go remove that cyst. I had another surgery scheduled back home in Michigan, and I couldn't believe I was going through this all again. I thought it was just a cyst. I was like, there's no way I have endometriosis back again. It, it can't happen. I just had surgery last year with an excision specialist. So I had my regular new OBGYN that I liked here open me up to remove this cyst. He went in, said, 
it's so crazy in there. There's nothing I can do and didn't even remove the cyst and close me up. A pointless surgery literally opened me up and sealed me back up. Did nothing. Couldn't believe that that happened to me. But again, grateful that he didn't attempt to do something. He said all of my organs were stuck together again. I I was in shock. I immediately called my doctor in Atlanta and told them what had happened and sent them the operative report. They said, can you come back? I said, I just had surgery. They said, can you come back? A few months later, I went back to Atlanta. This was now my fourth surgery in three years. How I still had a job, I had no idea. How I still was surviving, no idea. I was living in debt. My boyfriend at the time, who's now my amazing husband, said, please come move in with me. You can live with me for free. I'll take care of you. I was getting more and more in debt with all of these surgeries and medical bills, and they were piling up. I was freaking out. But I had to go back to Atlanta because I was barely surviving, and I wanted to know why all my organs were stuck back together again. After the surgery in 2007 in Atlanta, we figured out a little bit what had been going on. After my surgery in 2006 in Atlanta, when I got home, I started to get hives all over. We thought that I had picked up some virus or infection in the hospital. It almost killed me. The hives did. I was so swollen. When we went back in 2007, we pretty much figured out what happened. They use a sealant to spray your organs down after surgery. Well, they used to. They don't use it anymore as far as I know. I had a reaction to the sealant. The sealant's supposed to protect you from scar tissue and adhesions. What it did to me was made everything worse. So when they went back in, yes, they did find a little bit of endo, but mostly adhesions and scar tissue because I had a major reaction to that sealant, which was basically like having endo all over again, just different because everything was stuck back together. They freed everything up, wrapped it this time with a, with a mesh and said, you will feel a lot better after this. We promise. They were right. The rest of 2007, I felt pretty good. Between 2007 and 2009, two years, I felt like I started to get the quality of life back. I would have some bad periods here and there. I did have a few cysts rupture because I was still growing them on my ovaries, but I felt better and I had a few really good years. In 2009, I had a very large cyst that we watched for almost a year. It had to come out. It was a solid cyst, so there was nothing we could do and it wasn't going away. So I had a surgery with an IVF specialist here in Michigan. He understood endometriosis and he knew how to do surgery. And I knew if I was just getting a cyst removed, things would be okay. The cyst was so large, he said that it damaged my entire left ovary. So at that time, my left ovary and tube were removed in that surgery. I was okay with it because I knew that my right ovary would still function and that I would still have a period and my hormones would work. At this point, I wasn't thinking about getting pregnant, and I actually, it's not something that I've desired to do. I'm not sure if it's because of all the disease or it's just something that I personally just have not wanted in life. But anyway, I knew that if that ever changed, I wanted to keep my organs, and I was able to save my right ovary and my uterus at that time. What was amazing was from 2009 until 2017, I felt really good. I almost had a good seven to eight years. 
I still had bad periods. I still had some writhing pain. I still had a few cysts rupture here and there. But my everyday quality of life was so much better. And I was so happy about that. In the beginning of 2018, I knew something was starting to go wrong again, but I wasn't ready to admit it to myself. Every period was bad. I was getting into bed every day after work. I didn't notice how many months it was going on until one day I sat my husband down and said, something's wrong. I'm sick. And he said, I know. And I said, how do you know? And he said, you're getting into bed every day after work. That's not who you are. I must have had a cyst rupture along the way because I had to go get an IV and pain medication early in 2018. As the year progressed, I was eating less and less, losing weight, getting skinny, and not being able to keep up my energy. I called Atlanta. I told them what was going on. They said, I think it's time for a hysterectomy. And I said, okay, let's do it. I avoided it for months because I didn't want to have it done. I was really scared. And in March of 2018, I went to New York for an endometriosis patient awareness day. There was something in my intuition that told me I had to be there. I had no affiliation. I had no reason to go. I didn't know anyone that was going. I went to the event and took notes because I really wanted to bring information back for my support group here in Michigan. I wanted to get more info. I wanted to figure out how to help people. When I was there, I happened to meet Dr. Sechkin, which is my doctor now. I randomly went up to him and just asked him to get a selfie and to thank him for putting on this free patient awareness day. He said, who are you? I said, Melissa. He said, are you the patient or the press? Why do you want a picture with me? I said, I'm neither. And he said, I said, I've had five surgery in the, in the past. I'm an endometriosis patient, but I'm not your patient. He said, how are you feeling now? And I was honest with him. I said, you know what? I haven't been feeling so well. I think I need to get a hysterectomy. And he said, Okay. I said, I think I have anamyosis, which is endometriosis in the uterus. Because there's no way I have endometriosis. I've had so many surgeries, it has to be gone. He said, I want you to come see me. Well, I was going back to New York in May for work, so I made an appointment to go see him. We did an MRI, and guess what? We found out that I had some endometriosis going on. At that time, I planned a surgery with him. From that day forward, I don't know if it's I knew that I had endometriosis or I physically was just getting sicker. I put off the surgery because I wanted to wait until a slower time at work. I waited until August to schedule my surgery, which was a slow time in the movie business. I work at the movie business. And it's one of the biggest things I regret. If you're listening to this podcast and you meet with a doctor and you find out that you need to have surgery, don't put it off for work or your family or your friends. Schedule the surgery as soon as possible because it could save your life. If I would have known what I found out during that surgery in May, I probably would have scheduled the surgery immediately and not, I would not have been concerned about how much work I needed to get done because the surgery literally saved my life. I had surgery on August 8th, 2018 in New York, and they found that I had stage 4 endometriosis back and it had attacked my bowels. My bowel looked like a balloon animal. They were surprised that I was able to eat and that I wasn't vomiting every day. In the months leading up to it, from May until August, I was barely eating, but I was denying everything to myself. In July, I was so sick 
I was barely eating and barely functioning, but still somehow going to the gym, going to work. I don't know how I did it. I barely was eating maybe four to 500 calories a day. A couple weeks before the surgery, one of my best friends was getting married in Colorado. I was so sick that I took an earlier flight home because I literally didn't know what was going on. It all made sense after the surgery. I had to have a bowel resection done where a piece of my bowel was removed. Luckily for me, they only had to remove a small portion. Today, I'm still affected by that a little bit. My stomach is still a little bit queasy here and there, but I'm feeling a lot better. I'm six months out from my surgery and I'm adjusting still. But what I can tell you is that I started my period yesterday and I barely had any cramps and I only needed to use my heating pad a little bit and I didn't take any Motrin. So my third excision surgery so far, so good. I just want to tell you guys that I am really grateful that you're listening to my story and I'm not the best storyteller. I know I'm not, but I think there's just some important messages here about finding the right doctor and advocating for yourself. If I could give you any advice today, I would tell you, you have to be comfortable with the doctor that you're talking to. I've been comfortable with a lot of the doctors and I even loved my first doctor but make sure that they also understand what you're talking about and they listen to you. The biggest thing that I learned and I walked out of so many doctor's offices crying was I had to stick up for myself and I had to educate myself. Doctors are humans too. Make sure you advocate for yourself. And I also would like to say that I think endometriosis is such a multifaceted disease. It's different in every person I've talked to And there's different ways to make yourself feel better. And I think it's different for every single person. I still don't eat dairy or gluten and I don't have caffeine and it's been over 10 years. And some days I really miss it. I barely drink now. I'm a different person. This disease has completely changed my life. But I'm grateful for all the beautiful women that I've met through this process. I wouldn't change it. I know that sounds crazy, but I feel that I've been put on this earth to make a difference and try to help other people that are suffering with this disease. Part of the reason why I made this podcast. This was a really long one. And actually this has been pretty emotional for me to share. I don't think I've ever sat down and really just talked about my story from start to finish. I'm missing hundreds of details that I won't bore you with, but that's top level, my six surgeries and what I've been through. I changed my whole life. For this disease and I don't want anyone else to ever have to do that. If you can get early detection or you're having painful cramps or period, please go see a doctor now. Do not wait. Do not deny it. If you can get treatment in your early 20s, I think it can make a huge difference. I'm a firm believer that excision is the gold standard and the only way to feel better. Thank you again so much for listening. I'm sorry this is so long. I hope it wasn't too boring. I appreciate you. Take care. Thank you everyone so much for listening to the Cycle Podcast. This is Melissa, your host. If you would like to get in touch with me, feel free to email me anytime, melissa at bouconsulting.com, or you can find me on Instagram, melissaboo, M-E-L-I-S-B-O-U, or endo underscore lady. I'd love to hear from you. I'd love your feedback on the podcast. If you enjoyed this, 
please give me a rating in the iTunes store. I would really appreciate that or the podcast store, whatever it's called. That would be fantastic. If you're interested in being on the podcast, please send me an email and we'll try and make it work. Thank you again so much for listening. Your support means everything to me. Let's get awareness out there. Happy Endometriosis Awareness Month. I don't know if it's happy, but let's celebrate it and try to make change for everybody else. 